Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're tuned in to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. This is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing. Chill out, grab a cold one, let's go explore what there is to do off the water. What is up, listeners of the world? Welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today, we are going to have a very, very special guest. Before I announce his name, or you can see it up there, but I want to I really kind of take a quick minute to explain what we're going to do in this episode. So for those who are looking for you know, a one-place destination in this episode, um, I'm going to give you multiple places just because that's how this is going to roll. And these multiple places are going to be the national parks. Now, the national parks, if you follow anything within my Instagram or follow anything that's on my social media, you're going to know that is near and dear to me. I've spent a lot of time out there in the national parks, and I've also spent a lot of time uh going to different uh, national uh, monuments and everything else and trying to really understand this uh, this country we live in and a lot of the things the national parks stand for. So without any further ado, let me introduce you to my guest, Mr. Jeff Hap. What is up? <laughs> What's going on, my man, my brother? Uh, I, uh, I'm 
man, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving life. You want me to just start talking? Cause I'll talk about it for, for days, <laughs> man. Um, so first of all, I just want to, uh, thanks for having me on the show, but, uh, more deeply, thank you for a day on the water, uh, last weekend fishing up there in Indiana. That was a blast. Uh, you know, like you said, oh, going absolutely. to church, going to church on the river, you know, so yep. <laughs> um, that man, beautiful day. We, we didn't catch a lot of fish. I, I got a new nickname. Uh, now they call me ramp fish. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why guys don't fish at the ramp. I mean, that's, a, but whatever. Um, I catch them there. So yeah. Um, I'll just tell, uh, first I'll just introduce myself as uh fish, the 50, um, if you want to find me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or just connect with me on my, um, my Facebook page, I'm, I just put a fish in your profile and I'll say yes. But, um, I, uh, I'm a veteran and I'm on a mission to catch a fish in every state. And, uh, you can see my map behind me is about just over halfway filled in. So, um, I'm just, I'm loving that. And, um, I'm traveling all the time. Uh, I'm from central Ohio. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up in Ohio. I've lived here all my life. And, uh, after I deployed, I just decided that I wanted to see this great country that I, uh, signed up to defend. And uh, I just been traveling around and, uh, hitting, hitting whatever spots along the way or where the, where work sent me. I worked for, for the army for a bit. I caught a fish in Kuwait. Um, then I worked for the Air Force for a while and uh, caught fish uh, out near Hill Air Force Base in Utah. And uh, I think they sent me to Nebraska once, and I got a fish in Nebraska where my cousin was living at the time. I caught a little bass. I hooked a nice bass, and his, the drag was busted on his reel. And I, oh, no. <laughs> I know, man. I, but, you know, it's like um, I just uh, – it's, it's about the adventure and experience for me, not necessarily the fish. I mean, I've caught big fish. I, uh, you can probably see my sturgeon here. There's my, that's my sturgeon print. Um, and I've caught small fish. Like one, one time I went to, I was just stopped at a, a campground in North Dakota and I was like, Hey babe, I'll be right back. And I bought some worms and I went to that, to this little, little pond in the middle of North, North Dakota. And, caught a, a bluegill and my North Dakota experience was over in like three seconds. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's life, man. I mean, I'm just fishing wherever I go. Um, and, and learning a lot. Um, I'm really like, I'm, I'm blessed to be, you know, acting as a chaplain for the paddle and fin uh, trail series, really getting into the kayak bass fishing. Um, one of the reasons is, is, uh, I hurt my ears in the artillery. Um, so, I like the quietness of it. I like the peace and solitude of the kayak experience. Um, I like the, the simplicity and inexpensiveness of it um, comparatively to a, an expensive loud boat. Um, of course, the boats are quieter than they used to be, but so I'm really getting into that. I'm having a blast with you guys, um, uh, but I still like to fish anywhere and everywhere. And it don't matter. Like, um, cause the thing is like, I didn't start fishing uh, until I was in Kuwait at the, in my early thirties. I, I grew up on a lake, uh, called Indian Lake in Ohio. It's in central Ohio. And like all, like almost all of Ohio's central lakes, they're all just impoundments. They're just shallow, muddy, dirty lakes. So it's, we got crog, uh, crappie, saw guy, channel cats, flatheads, that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, grew up there, but I didn't fish there until after I deployed. And, um, 
that just if something changed in me over there. I caught this tiny little fish in Kuwait and I was like, this is kind of fun. And then of course, uh, after I came back, I decided to, um, try it again. And I went to, uh, Cape Canaveral and, and caught a 50 inch Wahoo and man, we, we, we cut that thing up and ate it. And, <laughs> and, uh, it was one of those, uh, you know, you catch it, you take it to the port and there's this like great restaurant on the port and the whole family was there and had like 30 pounds of Wahoo meat. And, oh, like That's I was, awesome. I was hooked. I mean, it was like nonstop <laughs> after that. And I just been learning. So, I mean, it's like, it's like being a kid, you know, I got really started off with no skills. Um, my dad, you know, nobody in my family fish. So I was just learning trial and error and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's been, it's just been an amazing journey. And, um, like you said, man, I'm starting off on a new journey with the national park service. So, uh, yeah. So if you want me to start on that, I will, or if you got some questions or. Well, um, you know what? I do have a couple of questions for you. Okay. So in Ohio, so you said most of what you're fishing is impoundments. Now, right. a, a lot of, I know, you know, it's kind of like Chicago in a way. Um, we're, you know, not even Chicago, but the rest of the state, a lot of the stuff is either impoundments or left over from glaciers that, that yep. formed the area. Yeah. But you now you guys have a pretty good river system that runs through the state with multiple rivers. Do you right. get out river fishing any bit? I do, I do. I'll give you a rundown and try try this on the map here. Okay. All right. So think of Ohio as you know, Ohio River is the southern border. Lake Erie is most of the northern border. Okay. In between that is all rivers that either kind of flow up or flow down. And, um, none of just about nothing in the interior of Ohio is natural, natural lake. Okay. It's all, okay. it's all normally shallow creeks and rivers. <clears throat> so gla glacial, like there's like up here in the islands, this is like, uh, uh, Putin Bay up here in mm -hmm. Lake Erie. The, uh, one of the middle bass or one of the islands up there actually has very visible, nice glacial grooves right there that you can see. And then the glaciers push down to about halfway down the state, if that makes sense. Okay. So the foothills of the Appalachian mountains like run right up through here. Okay. So like I said, this flows to Erie, this flows to the Ohio river. Um, <clears throat> so, but the dams and the lakes and the, you know, all that is just really disrupted. Like what's, what's native to Ohio and where the fish are. And, you know, just, I mean, that's, that's story all over. Right. But yeah. Um, so near me is a river called the mad river. Um, I live in Urbana, so that's Champaign County. So in Champaign County, there's no place that I can put in a motorboat. So it's just probably weird for a lot of people, but yeah, there's a, um, there's a shallow river here called the mad river and they stock it with brown trout. And, um, so that's where I fish for river fishing, but they also have um, quite a bit of carp um, and fishing carp out of a river is a blast. Um, so, yeah, I, I caught a pretty nice brown trout there. Um, I think it was about 23, 25 inches. So um, because of Lake Erie, so we have the uh, Fish Ohio. Um, so that's oh, like that. – other people call uh, citation or, you know I mean? That type of thing. So it's official Ohio award. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, there's two different sets of length criteria for official Ohio awards, one for Lake Erie and then one for, uh, um, 
inland, right? So right. Uh, I do have a fish Ohio uh, brown trout, uh, a carp, a largemouth, a spotted bass. Um, oh, wow. I didn't me- I should have measured my smallmouth because it probably would have been my uh, smallmouth. But so for an example, uh, an award fish for smallmouth in an interior river is 18 inches for Lake Erie. It's 20. So okay. that kind of gives you a, a, an idea. Uh, walleye, 25 inches in the inland, 28 in the, on Lake Erie. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, there, and following a lot of guys on social media, you know, it, uh, you know, and some of our hosts like Brad Hicks, uh, he fishes. I knew it was Miami. coming. He, he, but, he fishes uh, the great Miami and, and, and the mad and all that comes to, together kind of down in the Dayton area. So that's like 45 minutes South of me. Uh, so it's much, much deeper and wider there. I'm, I'm up in, so the highest point in Ohio, I'm here in Champaign County. The highest point in Ohio is right in here somewhere, one County above me. It's okay. like, 1800 feet or something so uh the start of the mad river is near me he's more towards the the deeper end of it so completely different river than what he fishes but i mean i know he's he's always posting the pictures of the smallmouth and we keep saying you come up here you come down there and we'll get together eventually because i did a i did a podcast with him uh with the raptor folks so um, okay i'll catch up with him soon same with uh same with Eldridge, Josh. Yeah. He's in Ohio. And then yep. th- there's another gentleman. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but they call him the, uh, the Lake, uh, Lake Erie, uh, kayak guy. And I don't know Chuck- him. No, that's his name's Chucky Earl. Don't know him. Yeah. He got, he, he fishes exclusively to Lake Erie for walleyes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet. I mean, those guys are crushing them right now. I mean, the, yep. the walleye is just going crazy. I, I really don't get into the walleye fishing. I get, well, you saw me eating it though. I like to eat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I did yep. catch one there in Indiana uh, and it bit me off, but um, yeah. I, um, Erie's different, right? So that's at least three hours for me to drive. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm mostly, uh, and I'd be interested in learning the kayak stuff on Erie, uh, but it can get pretty nasty. So I, I'd be interested oh, yeah. in hearing, what, hearing what this guy has to say about yakking on Lake Erie. Um, but most of those guys have a big, you know, much bigger boat than I have to, to fish Erie because there's no point for me to own a boat that size where I live. So it's kind of like, yeah. are you, are you going to invest in that or not? And, um, but my, uh, I, a lot of friends, uh, and we have a lot of Amish around here. They'll just pay somebody. They'll run up there and catch a mess of walleye. And uh, the lake's doing really good. It's starting to clean up. The population's good. Uh, the spawn's good up there. And, um, yeah, it's going good. I mean, Ohio's fisheries, is, is, they're taking it more seriously. Like, when we're going to talk about parks later. And uh, we just don't – we have one national park up in the northeast, uh, a big park, and then we have a lot of smaller uh, smaller uh, historical-type uh, parks here. But we don't have the public land like like is out west, man. And, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and it's a lot like where you're from, man. It's it's populated. You know, you get to a lake, and I, I, my wife and I went on vacation up into Michigan uh, a month or so ago, and we drove, pa- drove past the Maumee. Uh, river there that um the walleye run up into the mommy and i mean they were literally i mean they they were so close they looked like they were just they could have 
like you'd have to ask them if they were social distancing. I mean, cause it was like, <laughs> I mean, I, and for me, I love the nature of it, right? I love the solitude of it. I love the quietness of it. And I am, I am not into fishing that close to people, um, to other people. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but especially for me to have to drive two and a half, three hours to get up there to do it. So, um, another yeah. place I want, I, I want to get to in Ohio is the Northeast corner, um, where they have uh, great steelhead, uh, fishing. And I, I have not, uh, done that there. I, I've caught good, uh, really nice rainbows in other States, but, um, they call it steelhead alley, I think up there, Northeastern Ohio and, uh, Western Pennsylvania. So. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That in that end of Lake Erie is a lot cleaner, I think, because of uh, where the, the tributaries coming in and whatnot. So. Cool. Yeah, and, and you said it, man, just like just like your state, Illinois is kind of in the same way. You know, Lake Michigan was, you know, part part of a lot of what was formed is glacier. But in now where I live is considered Cook County, and we don't unless you're on Lake Michigan, there's nowhere where you can where you can have a because the lakes are just way too small aside from Lake Michigan, within probably so lake, unless you go to the Fox Channel Lakes, which is an hour drive from me, but there's nowhere where you can really have a big boat open up anywhere. There's parts right. of the Fox River where it's possible, but then there's parts of the Fox River that are so skinny and shallow that you can't get a bass boat through there. So, you know, in the last, I would say within the last 10 years or so, you know, the Chicagoland area kayak fishing scene has exploded because most of these waters that have launches are were were for canoes because nobody really had kayaks you know now kayaks the name of the game and there's guys out everywhere in kayaks fishing all these you know smaller bodies of water but at the same time now that's putting more pressure on our fisheries you know but the good thing about us kayak fishermen uh, I would like to think is that we we're very in that conservative mind. Um, so, sure. you know, we, you know what sure. we do catch, we, re, we release unless we are truly going to harvest it. Um, right. you, you know, but, it, but it's hard to find good. Cause like I said, you, ha if you're going out on like, you know, you had to drive ways to get, to get a boat, you know, to open up around us. And then you go throughout the rest of the state most of the, the states uh, or most of the lakes are within the state of Illinois that have open, you know, uh, outboard limits are all um, cooling lakes or reservoirs that were made to support the, the local nuclear plant. Otherwise, anywhere throughout, throughout Illinois, there's not that many man or uh, natural lakes that are left here. Everything has been man-made. You ha just have river systems that flow to the Mississippi uh, from where we're at. So pretty similar to you in, in terms of fishing. However, though, you know, a lot of guys, you were talking about steelhead and trout. We have an inland stocking program. And then there's also a stocking or there's the runs of salmon that go on on Lake Michigan. So that takes a lot of pressure off. What I like to fish on Lake Michigan is smallmouth. So that takes a lot of pressure off of that. But, like you said about uh, Lake Erie and under, trying to get understand how those guys fish it, 
Lake Michigan is a treat because it it literally has to be the perfect storm for for you for us kayakers to get out there. If and that's watching the weather days in advance and watching the weather while you're out there. Right. You can't right. really go you can't really go too far in anticipation of just a turn of the wind can really start changing the way the waves come in because of where Chicago's at in ter- in terms of where the lakefront's positioned. So, you know, so yeah, so like uh, you know, we have a lot of similarities in our in our fishing structure and, and where we fish around here. But we do have the same gambit of fish, walleye, largemouth, smallmouth. You know, like I said, trout do run through Lake Michigan. You have, you know, in Lake Michigan, we also have salmon. So a lot of the kayakers on Lake Michigan are going after the salmon and the trout. You know, it's a huge, that's actually a huge one out there. So, um, but now, you know, when we talk about how we feel about our land and we start moving out, you know, say going out west, going down south. We have where you work for the National yeah. Park Service. Yeah. And and you know, for for those who are listening right now, um, you know, I, I said it in the intro and I'll say it again. If you haven't been to one of the national parks that's within the United States, take the time to go. All right. And I only say that because you know, a lot of you know, the, the echo, you know, the green footprints, you know, leaving, you know, leaving no trace behind that's really picked up a lot within the last couple decades in these national parks. And what is left of what's truly pristine is here. So I'm going to kind of help facilitate a little tour around the U.S. with Mr. Jeff Hepp, and we're going to talk about, we'll give you, you know, how we do on the podcast, you know, your top three. I'm going to give my five, and I'm going to have you give your five. Okay. Favorite national parks, and you could tell me everything you like about them. So we'll start okay. with one, and we'll go back and forth off each other. So you're All the right. guest. What is your favorite national park? Uh, hands down glacier national park northwest montana it's just it's just amazing man i've been out there twice um and it just uh the peaks and the valleys the 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 vertical space there but more so the thing is with glacier is that it's pretty far out there so it's not really central like you have to be going there to go there and so it gets a lot less uh, traffic than the rest of the parks, the major parks. So there's a lot of room to spread out. Um, the wildlife there is amazing and the, the scenery is gorgeous. And, um, I've, I just had a blast there. It's interesting because if you go on my, uh, Instagram, uh, fish to 50 and somewhere on there, probably I posted uh, pictures from glacier, but, um, I went out there with a buddy in college and, uh, drove out there and took a picture. And then like 20 years later, I went out with my family. I'm like, Hey, I know this Valley. I'm like, I know exactly where I'm at. I was here. And, uh, I, uh, I took a picture in the same Valley and tried to get it. Um, well that one, right. That scroll back up that blue there. Uh, let's see here. Scroll back up or down. Down. Yeah. Right right there. Yeah. That that's, that's glacier right there. Yeah. It sure is. 
And I've, I fished in that lake right there, and they said there was trout, but it was really, really hot, and I was casting from the shore and didn't, didn't catch any. But, um, yeah, man, what, that, that place is just gorgeous. It's it's just hard to top. <laughs> I mean, it's and I just saw there's a there's a National Parks uh, fan page on Facebook, and that, I think, Glacier won. So uh, I'm not on a bandwagon. I, I uh, like I said, I visited, visited Glacier 20 years ago and just fell in love with it. So that's number one. Nice. That's number one for you. All right. Well, number one for me is kind of one of those. It's not an unpopular one, but it's one that uh, a lot of people kind of overlook because its predecessor is just north of it. And that place is going to be the Grand Tetons. That is hands down my favorite national park. And I'm actually going through and browsing. I want to pull up uh, a picture for those to understand why this place is somewhere that holds a, it just holds a special place in my heart. So I'm, pull, I'm pulling up the picture right now. I got to go back to 2017. And let me give you a little background of why this trip was the way it was. So it was me and uh, three of my other buddies. And we decided let's rent an RV and let's go out west. So we rented an RV. We left Chicago. We drove 23 hours to the Tetons itself. And in our adventure on the first day, we encountered a tornado in Nebraska while at, while at a rest stop. And then when we finally made it to the mountains, we almost thought that the transmission was going to go out on the RV because we were we were putting the pedal to the metal because of the elevation gains going from from the foothills in Wyoming all the way up and through to get there. So, you know, when we finally got there though, we were I mean, when I say breathtaking, I mean this you can't get any more pristine than being in those mountains. And then when you're actually when you're actually when you get on the water and you start looking and you start gaining the perspective of what's there these mountains look like you can reach out and touch them though they are many of miles away from where you're actually at so i'm like i said i'm up oh, here it is here it is all right we're gonna share this screen right now yeah i know it's like you, you're driving out west and like you, you're in the plains and you see these mountains like we're almost there and it's like you know <laughs> six hours later like we're almost there like it's yep. like you can be looking and looking and looking all right here we go come on there it is oh man that's gorgeous let's see here can i get this any bigger let's put yep here we go so that is this is the perspective. This is uh this is Jenny Lake. No, I'm sorry, that is not Jenny Lake. That is Jackson Lake that we're on right now. And we're looking south. And when I say like, you know, we're standing on the shore looking out, you know, you think that that mountain is right there. That mountain's actually about now that one's a little closer. That's probably about a good two, three miles away. But when you get out, because this is just a little channel that goes back to a bay back there. And, but when you actually go out to the main to the main river that way, oh my god! I mean, you're just it, it's it's something that you really have to take in and understand 
how cool that is. And th- and what we were doing, we were we were actually uh, canoeing out here. So if we're, I mean, that was probably if there was a day that you'll never forget, this was one of those days. This was just awesome. So that's my number that's- one. Tea times will always be in my heart. Yep. <laughs> Gorgeous. All right. Number two for me, um, and my wife would be mad at me if she watches this, but um, we got married down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, uh, which is right at the, the um, doorstep of the uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And um, it's kind of like home away from home for us. We've been down there, you know, once or twice a year for most of the past 15 years. Um, it's uh, well, and going back, I mean, I've been there with my family uh, multiple, multiple times. So I had to been down there 30 times. Um, and we just love it, man. We just love it. And, um, it's kind of like, uh, the smoky mountains are old mountains, right. Comparatively Mm -hmm. to the, to the ones out West and they're not as dramatic. And, um, so it's, it's, it's all green. Um, it's all forested. There's not a lot of dramatic, uh, rock slopes and all that stuff, but, um, it's it's within a day's drive for us and we're down there and all kinds of great hiking and it doesn't take any skill for the hiking down there um but they got hundreds of miles of trails and um places to eat and drink and and hang out and uh, goofy pictures and all that kind of stuff and so it's a great (laughs) it's a great place to take a family like i said we got married down there um i did um I caught a smallmouth. There's a restaurant in a place called Pigeon Forge. I don't know if you've been down to the uh, Smoky Mountains yet, but uh, I'm very, very familiar. Okay, so you know, the, <laughs> do you know the old mill there in in, in uh, Pigeon Forge? I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, I, I caught a smallmouth right there underneath the mm-hmm. the old mill, man. Uh, and so that was a blast, man, right there with the wheel and all that, you yep. know. So it's like I, I was one of the, kind of those like I don't care what I catch right here. I just want a picture with this with the restaurant <laughs> in the background because that's okay. Redneck uh, admission time, but uh, we kind of had our um, our wedding dinner there at the old mill. Yeah, so it's like there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh man, it's so good the corn chowder and the biscuits and all that. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that'd be number two for me, and it's it's uh, it's it's close to a number one. Uh, but yeah, a lot of time there, a lot of time there. Awesome. So somewhere in my countdown, I will be talking to you about that. But we're gonna go with number two, and number two is Canyonland National Park. And why Canyonland is very um, close to me is because with the same group of guys, we did a – it was four days of bike riding, mountain biking, and three nights of primitive camping. And when I tell you that you are in in the middle of nowhere, this is God's country – this is – you better hope and pray something doesn't happen to you because if it does, it's going to be a long time before somebody gets to you. So uh, – but the one picture that kind of sums up the beauty of this place is right here. And that is me and my buddy Frank. This was called uh, – um, hold on. Hold on having a blank on it 
Um, oh, gosh. Well, anyhow, it was a, it's a, oh, I got it. It's called Murphy's Point. This is called Murphy's Point. And this just overlooks the entire, this is on the north end of Canyonlands looking south. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you can really put into perspective how far down this is. This is on top and how far, it, if you go, you're going there. And that's literally about 400 feet down. <laughs> yep. That's, and, but like, that's the kind of like stuff that as an, parks. as an employee of the National Park uh, Service, I have to say that I do not endorse or recommend uh, photos such as this. Uh, I am not the safety director or anything like that. <laughs> Be safe. Absolutely. So we will talk offline about some of my uh, my <laughs> wayward youth pictures too. So, particularly in the Grand Canyon. But going so. back to that. Um, so, you know, I give a shout out to Rim Tours. Uh, they're the ones who put this uh, on for us. So what? So that day we were on our own. We went hiking and we, we hiked out to Murphy's Point right there. But the time we were out there, we started at the south end of the park where Needles is. And then we uh, went through the Black Diamond uh, from the Needles, from the Visitor Center in Needles, all the way up through Canyonlands, back into Moab. And when I tell you that this was one of the toughest trips, um, you know, explorations, expeditions, it was both physically and mentally challenging because you are in the desert heat and you are in the desert cold at night. It is such an extreme contrast to temperatures. Um, you know, meant, you know, the, of course, the beauty aspect is there, but to get the to actually get that beauty, you had to work for it. You had to put in the work to get there. I wiped out a few times. You know, there's times where you want to, you know, you want to get off that bike and just walk in. If you walk it, that is a long walk. So, you know, mentally, you had you had to mentally uh, prepare yourself for the endurance that this challenge brought and you know but at night though you know we we talk about it you know that there was no you sit there there's no better feeling than being under the stars and feeling so connected but also disconnected with the rest of the world you know it, it was a good relinquish for the soul man that was probably oh, probably one of those trips that you know you you don't ever think you need it, but now that you've done it, you're like, I need another one of those in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. You get addicted to it, man. And you get, you, you get addicted to the solitude and I won't say addicted. Um, I would just say your eyes are opened to just a whole nother world and type of mentality and life out there. And, um, you just have a longing for being out there sometimes, you know, when you're stuck in your cubicle or uh, whatever you do. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. you ready Absolutely. for number three? I'm ready for number three. Okay. So number three, you were just talking about being physically and mentally prepared. Well, I, I got a story about not being prepared. So number three for me is the grand Canyon. <laughs> um, All right. So, um, 
when I was young and uh, my wife and I were first dating, not even married yet, we decided to take a trip to the Grand Canyon. Um, and uh, I don't, I didn't make the kind of money I make now. Uh, <laughs> so we, we packed up a bunch, bunch of baloney and threw it in a cooler and drove, you know, and went out to the Grand Canyon. We were completely unprepared, but we had, was like, well, we're going to hike down to the bottom and hike back up, you know? And so oh. we, oh man. Oh brother. And we like <laughs> on, on our way down, like, so I have like, I think I'm just out of college. I think I had this old backpack and she had an old backpack. I mean, it's like a scholastic bag, you know? And like, oh man, uh, we just like bought some little kids tent at Walmart and bungee cord <laughs> to the pack, you know, we're broke you know, just out of yeah. college. And, um, so we go and, uh, we're hiking down and we find out, you know, we were so excited, you know, thinking down is easy and like, it's not, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and then we see people coming up and they're just like taking these like little, like this, you know, like gee, many Christmas, like they're really out of shape. This old guy, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've done this before. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. And, uh, so we get down there and like, just, it's, it's like, this all the way down and um it's just steep and it just it's so steep that your shins and knees and everything hurt just from the the grade that you're almost falling down the whole time you know and uh i wasn't this is like kind of new hiking experience for me like i i, I enjoyed the outdoors before but I, like i said never really par- prepared for it like you were talking about and yeah. um so we were so tired and uh we uh, we, we stayed down there a day and what's interesting in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, they do tours with a, a black light and they, they show you that you're surrounded by millions of scorpions, which they That's didn't tell insane. us. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's cool. It's really cool. The scorpion, if you get down there and stay at the, I think it's called the Phantom Ranch at the bottom is they got a tiny little post office and you can buy like uh, snacks or something, but, um, uh, yeah, do the do the uh, scorpion tour at night. That's really cool, uh, or okay. somewhere else if you see one. Um, but then, so we went up the next day, right? And we unprepared, didn't have enough food, you know, and we were just dead. And we just kept saying baby steps, baby steps, you know. And we're like, <laughs> people are passing us, and they're worried. They're like, should we send a ranger? Like, oh, we're gonna make, you know. So we we made <laughs> we made it up there, and. Uh, we, um, I don't know. We said, Oh, we're going to take a nap. We set up the tent. Uh, a, we had a bigger tent, we set that up and laid down and like, we'll just take a nap and we'll get up and have dinner and all that. We fell asleep until like dinner the next day. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were so tired, but it was a great trip. And I, I've done, um, so I've done, um, uh, top to bottom to top at the grand Canyon. I did, um, a few years ago, I went out west and did Route 66 with my dad, and he had not been to Grand Canyon, so we did uh, we did that, and he um, he wasn't in shape to do much hiking, so we um, we did the airplane ride over the Grand Canyon, and then um, last year, yeah, I think it was last year, uh, my daughter for her her senior trip, uh, we went out there and. Um, so I, I did it by land, air, and then I was like, I want to do it by water. But a, a rafting trip through Grand Canyon is like, you got to have like, oh yeah, eight, 18 days or 15 days. I mean, it's just ridiculous to uh, maybe it's 11 days, but you got to have a long time to raft it. So what I ended up doing is I, I booked a, a charter and I got a video on my, either my YouTube or Instagram about right there above the Grand Canyon at Marble Canyon, uh, fished brown trout there or no rainbow trout 
uh, right there where the horseshoe is. Of course, we're Buckeyes. My daughter ended up going to Ohio State and uh, fished <laughs> right there at the horseshoe. Got the great nice. pictures from the top, and then the next day I got to fish it. And so that's that's just that part of Arizona is just a, amazing and beautiful. So that was that's my my number three. All right. Well, I'll be honest with you though that the Grand Canyon is somewhere I have not been. So yeah. that is actually that is on the bucket list. That yeah, is on, sure. that is uh, a place to go. And when we, it's funny because when we were talking about doing Moab, it was initially doing the uh, the outer rim, and you know because it's a black diamond with you know with all the jeeps and every, you know everybody going there. So we're like, oh, that looks cool. But what we did was absolutely awesome. And people say the the rim part of the, um, you know, if you do the rim tour um, for the Grand Canyon, that's another awesome experience that you'll have as well. Yeah. So yeah. my my number three, and I'm gonna kind of piggyback on your number two, is the Smoky Mountains. Yes. Yes. So now let me pull up my page. Um, because there's some there's something to be had about here we go. All right, let's share this. Uh share. There's something to be had about the smokies and the charm that it brings. Um so there's me and my fiance. Yep. And that's Laura Falls right there. Yeah. And when you say that that um it's pretty easy for everybody, this is the actually this was okay, so we've been dating. There's a, a whole funny story with all this. So we've only been dating at this point when we took this picture for about six months or so. And prior to this, she's never, you know gone hiking or done i'm the one who got the bug into her sure. and this what this was our first hike at laurel falls that uh, i you know what i stand corrected this was our first hike in our first national park together that got her that got the bug onto her now another funny story about the smokies itself is i had are you familiar with the other side in north carolina yeah um Cherokee. Yep. We've been yes. to Cherokee. Um, of course, uh, you know, I have a goal to, to eventually hike the Appalachian Trail. So I've, you know, just had some crossings across the Appalachian Trail and Cherokee is really cool. And um, there's other little towns outside of uh, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg that we've been to that just there's other cool little towns and you know, people miss them because they're so small and they don't know them, you know. So yeah. back. OK, so the first trip I ever took to the Smokies was back in 2014. It was with uh, the same guy who, you know, going out west with. This was actually one of – this was our first trip together. And we went out to Gatlinburg, and we hiked in the Smokies, and we did the uh, – we did uh, Clinging Domes, and we did part of the Appalachian yep. Trail that ran through there. So yep. – uh, and we also did uh, – uh, what is that? Tra uh, Charlie's Bunyan. If you're familiar with that, I haven't done that one. I've I've done Clemens yep. Dome on the last trip, and I've done uh, the Chimney Top several times. That's our favorite hike, but I haven't done the the Bunyan thing yet. 
Bunyan's cool because you could actually sit on the side and eat lunch and look yeah. straight out. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, but anyhow, so we went into the other side into North Carolina, and me and him did a whitewater rafting trip on the Nanatella River, and awesome, you know. And I, I learned a lot from it. Uh, went back, duck. I did a duck, a single ducky on my own, and then confident enough to take her out the first time around in a double ducky, so a inflatable kayak, and we're in cold weather gear, and. You know, I, she was hyped up for it. Yeah, we could do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. And we're probably about 20 minutes out, and it just gets dead quiet. I'm like, uh-oh, I, already, I know where this quiet is. So I'm like, you ready? She's like, yeah. So we get to the Nilatela Outdoor Center, which is an awesome place, which is just outside Bryson City, North Carolina. And so you know we're here for the rafting they give the safe the safety briefing and you know show the video you know if you fall out you know kick your legs up lay back let you know you go with the current and she, i just see the look of fear in her eyes i'm like oh, all right yeah she's like yeah I, I can still do this so we're on the bus and we're getting off the bus and we're taking down the rafts and the duckies and uh we're walking down and there was there was a woman who was standing off to the side and goes, Oh, it's fun. You you you'll have a good time. You just get a little wet, but everything, you know, this isn't crazy. There are only, you know, you know, anywhere between a one and three on the rapids. So they're they're not they're not super crazy. And you just kind of hear like a whimper in her voice. I'm like, oh man. So we get in and we go through our first lower rapid. It's it's a small little guy. It's nothing crazy. And she's, you know, I, and I'm, I'm doing most of this. I'm doing most of the control in the back. You know, her in front is just, Hey, steer this way or steer this way. And so we're going up to the second one and it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a drop. And, you know, here's, I got the GoPro going the whole time. Here's me cheering and, you know, a little split, little backsplash off the, uh, you know, off the boat, and I just hear her. She's sobbing, and I'm like, okay, here, let's pull off to the side over here. So we pull off. I'm like, do you want to continue going? She's like, no, I can't do this. I'm like, ah, you know, so she's like, I, I didn't, you know, I'm like, it's okay. I, we'll be all right. So yep. she, the entire time she's thinking, you she so I'm like, you know, it's okay. She's like, you paid for this, it's, uh, and I ruined it. I'm like, no, you didn't ruin it. I go, you were brave enough to go through 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 two of them if you uh when you've never done this before. And yep. and then that's when I discovered she has like a fear of like fast moving water. <laughs> so I yeah. told her, I told her, you know, coming up now, July 7th, I'm going to play that video on our wedding day just to show how much you actually loved me to go out and do this only six months go. in together. So yep. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Is it my turn? Number four. It's number four for you, my man. Okay. So um, the, the top three were easy. Those easily all could have been a tie, but so I'm going to go with number four. I'm going to go with arches national park, um, which is in Southwest Utah yet, I believe. Um, Moab. And yeah, we just, we were just there north of it. Right. I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
the thing, I, my daughter and I went and the thing about arches is, um, I just have a, I have a great experience there. Cause I think that's where my daughter kind of, ex, uh, experience or discovered the outdoors a little bit and oh, that's um, awesome you know and we got some great pictures there and it's just it's, it's something you cannot see anywhere else like there's nothing really like that so there's all yeah. kinds of arches and big rocks and the hoodoos and the you know all that and we had a wonderful hike out there across some of the um you know some of the big formations and good pictures and so it was just a beautiful day um so that that's my number four i mean you can tell all these are kind of centered around family trips too you know like you like sometimes it's just you know who's with you and you know how the day goes and mm -hmm. memories you know but uh, that's part of the experience in my opinion so oh absolutely a hundred percent yeah um you know, going, you know, you're talking about uh, arches itself. Did you go to, did you hike to the Delicate Arc? We did whatever the main kind of loop is, and we didn't really do any side things. So we saw um, Landscape Arch is the main one there. And then some, uh, I think it was called like, some Indian hideaway and then windows, which you kind of have to get back to. And I don't know, I'd have, I'd have had to pull it up. You didn't give me much notice here, but um, <laughs> I don't think we did delicate arch. Cause I think that one was like a separate, a, you might even had to drive out even to the trailhead or something. I don't remember. Yeah. The delicate arc is the one that they use for um, the state Utah state um, license plate is like the delicate arc. And we, you know, we've been there um, in that same trip because we hit the Utah five, right? So there's five national parks in yeah. Utah, and we did them all while we were out there. Uh, we but got the we got two. We got Bryce and uh, uh, Bryce and um, Arches. That's all we could squeeze in. So the delicate arc, though, just to put into perspective for those who are listening. When you stand underneath it and you step away into like the bowl that surrounds it, you look like a it's minuscule. You look like a little little tiny dot on such a big formation out there. And it's crazy because this is all made by this is all made by um by this is land. This is this is God's creation. This is what this is all natural. There's, there's nothing that's ever been, um, you know, um, scripted, you know, man made into it. There's no, no, that's all a natural formation. That is, and if you really think about that, that is absolutely incredible. Now, I'm going to share this it, one, Jeff. I think if you follow the, the, the park page, every park has their own page. So just like go out and start searching on, on Facebook for pay, uh, pages. But I think I just saw that um, one of the arch. Yeah, that's, that's an arch is there rocking my mm -hmm. Ohio fishing hat there too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think they, you know, they've lost some of the arches over the years and they, they posted some throwbacks and some of them that have fallen down and stuff. They're not permanent, you know, you get out no. and see this stuff because it's not guaranteed to be there. You know, the, the, the environment changes and, uh, and that's, that's kind of the story of arches, right? Is that the yeah. wind and weather have been working, wind, weather and water have been working on that to make those things. And, um, 
you know, they won't be there forever. So get out and see them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and you know, that's hence the reason why they call it the delicate arc. I mean, there's, yep. that's all erosion. It's not, I mean, yep. it's going to take some time for it to go away soon, but is, you know, it's not going to be there forever. Um, you know, you could say that for about a lot of those parks that are out West as well. Um, but that's an awesome number four, man. Arches yeah. is pretty cool in my book. But the one that will kind of trump in my – for me, not trumping yours because I did all five. And this is somewhere that I would say, you you know, for those who haven't gone, you have to go, um, is going to be Zion. Mm. And specifically with Zion uh, doing Angel's Landing. Uh, I don't know if any, are you familiar with Angels Landing at all? No, I'm not, man. I'm I'm not. There's so much I have to learn yet. So okay, so I'm going to try to pull up uh, the picture we have here of of it, just because it really puts into perspective the beauty of um, beauty of what Utah has to offer, and. Let me see here. Photos. Let's go to albums. And if I can pull this up, this will be great. And, you know, you talk about spending time with your family, spending time with your friends and loved ones. Um, this was This one was kind of special to us because – it was in order to do this, it's a switchback to Angel's Landing. So it's about, I think it was like 1500 feet of elevation gain to just through the, just going through the switchback itself. And then once you got to the switchback, you're, you're on level with a, um, you're on level and you were flat. It was, you know, kind of flat, but then the train went up and you had to use a chain to, to guide yourself up because you're rock climbing and one wrong move. That was, that was a long way down. <laughs> and it yeah. was a lot of, a lot of it was my, you know, um, mine over matter. Cause we've done plenty of hikes like this, but once we got to the top and we realized how awesome it was, it was very, very much worth uh, the endurance to get up to that spot. So we are, you know, you know what, with StreamYard running, it just takes a little bit more time on Facebook's end to get to the pictures because you're running a little slower. Um, well, you know what, it might be in my actual photo gallery. All right, well, we'll pass on that one just because I don't have it pulled up and I had to go back into photos to share it. So, yep. uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh Zion National Park is is awesome. Uh, that's my number four. Okay, so number five, since I'm at the bottom, and uh, um, I'm going to just plug the the whole park system here a little bit, and um, so I'm going to punt, and I'm going to I'm going to ask for a, I'm going to ask for a tie here. So okay, uh, uh, I'm going to I just want to I just want to tell you about this poster here, if you can see that. So this is uh, one of the right flyers at Huffman Prairie, uh, which is near uh, Day Dayton Aviation. 
National Historic Park. So, um, of course, I just came from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. My, my mom used to, um, she used to make airplane lights and, um, oh, cool. so our region of Ohio is kind of, it's, um, there's actually a national park stop. Uh, it doesn't have any funding or a sign or anything, but there is a sign on I-70, but, um, so right in my hometown, uh, we're part of the Dayton Navy Asian heritage area, uh, all the way up into Wapakoneta where my, uh, dad is from. That's where Neil, Neil Armstrong was born. So, you know, this oh, is, cool. this is the, this is the Mecca, of you know, the national, uh, museum of the uh, United States air forces in Dayton and, uh, Grimes field here in Urbana. And so, uh, we've got a lot of aviation history and I used to buy airplanes and work at Wright Pat. So, um, when I was going out the door, they had that poster there of, you know, kind of that mesh of Wright Patterson and start my new career at the, at the park service. And it's like, man, that's coming with me. So, <laughs> I, but now that my office is in my basement, I have the federal property here in my basement. So, um, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, right. Ain't that a big irony, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, it's like you know, life has phases, right? I mean, um, that felt it felt right. You know what I mean? When you know you're picking up where you left off in a new part of the journey, and you you got something that uh, you always take with you. So just a plug for the park service is more than just the national parks, right? You got your, mm-hmm. your historical areas, battlefields, uh, historic buildings. So there's over like. Uh, 450 or 460 units and that the National Park Service manages. Um, and that includes the Statue of Liberty, which I've got some projects yep. coming up there and um, the National Mall. And so there, I mean, just there's an amazing array that aren't considered parks necessarily um, that they're right, in, they're right in your backyard and you may not know it. So just, just Google it and see what's close to you, you know, because we have yep. one of the smallest parks in uh, in the, in the, uh, park services in Ohio. And it's a, it's a native American mound. And it's like, it's just a, it would look like a, just a pile of dirt or a hill and a field. And it's, um, but man, those are ancient civilizations that the mound builders in Ohio, uh, and we've preserved that. So go see those things, you know? Um, so that's, that's half of my time. My other half, uh, going back to family and wife is, um, before we were married, we did a, um, r- a river uh, rafting trip on the, the Gully River and the New River in West Virginia. And that oh, is, uh, New River is one of our brand new national parks. So that, we did class fives there. Uh, of course, we were in a much bigger raft, you know, like, <laughs> and with a professional guide in the raft and everything telling you what to do. So that's scary stuff, man. That's a lot of fun, though. So, yeah, oh, the, the New River, New River is really, really cool. Um, it's a, another family trip that was like um, early on and my wife and I dating back when we were broken adventurous, you know. So, um, so that, that would be on my number five, too. So Awesome. Well, my number five is um, is going to be uh, one that gets pretty. I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's one of the more popular ones. Uh, is Badlands, dude? I man, I've been to, through the Badlands twice, man, and it's just it's kind of like um, 
I've never got to camp there or stay there, but I'd like to see it in the, all the light because it's just like you can turn a corner in the same formation that looks one way at one minute looks a different way in a different light. It's just the striations and all the colors and the rock is just so cool. And it's got yes. such a terrible name because it's really cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But well, yeah. and it, it, what we did was, so when we were coming back and we're on the, on the loop, on the loop around coming back, from yep. Yellowstone. So we hit yep. Devil's that night before we did Devil's Tower and then we did Mount yep. Rushmore. Yep, yep. That's that's like yep. the that's like the Midwesterners like stuff. It's like we're going out here to this park, but we're gonna hit this, this, and this, you know. That's yep. kind of the loop, you know. So yeah. And, so and so for anyone who doesn't know, because I was very confused as to and that and it's funny because it's one of their sayings. What the heck is wall? What is yeah. wall drug? <laughs> yeah, I and don't I, have it here. I don't have it here, but I've got a wall drug sticker on my old kayak. Yeah. Oh man, and it's and <laughs> I I had no idea, man. I thought it was like I honestly I didn't know, so I thought it was like you know like the Grateful Dead, and this is like some Jerry Garcia, you know, you know might no. you know what a long strange trip. So. No. <laughs> So we finally, because we had uh, with the RV, we had an RV park in Wall. So we finally figured out what Wall was, and we went yeah. to Wall, South Dakota. We checked out, you know, um, what, what a was tourist it? trap, man. Yeah, that's a tourist oh, absolutely. trap. Absolutely, is... we got we got ice. If, if nobody knows, getting ice in Wall in Wall was the biggest thing that that place was known for because. Uh, all the sailors who came from the east going west. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a cavern there or something, right? Yep. And, yep. and that's the only place for within like 200 miles that had uh, sustain, sustainable ice and salt. So yep. that way you, you could keep your your meat cold and packed without it going uh, without it going bad on you. So yep. uh, so wall and then once we left wall in the morning. We went and we just started. We honestly, all we did was start climbing in and around. We, we parked in a spot. We started climbing up and taught. And again, no disclaimer. Sorry, National Park Service. Uh, you know, but, you know, walking out because you can't. There's trails that you just park on the side of the road. You walk, but you got to watch where you step, man, because one wrong move. And <laughs> that's a nice little long way down. And there's a lot of. um uh rattlers out there too rattlesnakes oh okay so yeah you you kind of had a washer you're stepping around there but when you talk about formations and when you talk about the colors that 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 sun beats off oh my gosh yeah. it is it's really incredible cool. yeah and to think that's only 12 hours away from where i live but and it's like a whole new world and, you know, to me, that was, that's just incredible. You know, that's incredible. And that's getting, that's why I say people had to get out and see what this world, what's really in this world. Because, you know, yeah. you're, you're not going to know until you're actually out there. That's and right. with that said, I want to show one last thing for my love and appreciation for not only you know, where I've been, and this is still always a work in progress because my, my person is very booked. Uh, but anyhow, it, when I say this is close to me and this is close to my heart, um, I'm not kidding you. You've seen it in person, but just for those who don't know, 
We're going to share this up right now. I have a tattoo dedicated to this land and to the national parks. Oh, there's a nice small mouth. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's... That's awesome. Ne- and it's never... Is, that a, is that a canoe on the one? Is yes. It, what is it? Okay. So, um, we didn't talk about it because I don't think that... The, uh, I think the Boundary Waters is under the Forest Service, but the yes. Boundary Waters canoe area is just... And I know uh, one of the Paddle and Fin shows recently had that uh, Quetico Mike and he's he's from near here um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on Facebook with him but I haven't fished with him yet but man Boundary Waters man that's that's if that had been a national park it would have been top top of the list and I'd have talked about it five times so <laughs> so, <laughs> so the only reason why I have the the canoe in there is because of here of the Tetons right there and like I talked about earlier that was I mean that was one of the moving moments in my life where I was like, this is absolutely beautiful. So it's yep. incorporate, you know, when I say it, and I mean, I mean, I live by, I swear this is, you know, here it is right here. You, you can't, can't take that away, man. Yep. That's awesome, brother. And you know, um, you know, I know you're, you're a firefighter and I'm a soldier or was, um, it, they don't, there's no such thing as an ex Marine, but you can be an ex soldier all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, these stressful jobs and, uh, you know, we protect, we protect our country and, um, you know, it's for people that have a stressful job, get out, get away from that mm-hmm. and enjoy the environment that you're sworn to protect and serve. And, it just kind of refreshes your willingness to serve a little bit and just kind of takes you out of that day-to-day grind. And man, I love it. I love talking about it. This is, I mean, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Absolutely. Yep. Well, we are hitting our benchmark for just over an hour here and I can continue to go on and talk, but, Me you too. Know, but uh, you know, all good things must come to uh, a conclusion at some point, but yep. before we go, we have to do our little segment. So, yep. This is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show that everybody likes for a review of beers and with a special guest of wine tonight. So, this is one sip. Everybody knows the rules. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures on the new uh, one sip glass here. So, and we're going to let you go first with your wine. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, so you you know uh, some of these folks know I've decided to be the chaplain for the Paddle and Fin uh, Trail series, and so uh, I don't drink a lot, um, but I I will uh, will share a moment with you and just appreciation of everything you guys have done for me. But I make my own wine, uh, so JP <laughs> JP gave me a pass, uh, so I had a bottle here, and uh, you know what's funny is that uh, we talked about this Bass wine holder that I got there. Uh, got that the, in the Great Smoky Mountains, and uh, just happened to have this glass is from Severe, Severeville, Tennessee, right there in there the Smokies. So uh, um, that that just shows you my life is wrapped around the Smokies, you know. So I made this wine; it's it's old, but uh, the thing is, that's it just gets better. Uh, wine is low maintenance. Some wines are high maintenance. I don't do high maintenance wines. <laughs> so. Uh, if you want it, while I'm open this, I'll get it going. If you want to do yours. Sure. All right. So today we are going to do Goose Island. This is uh, the hazy IPA that they have to offer. 
Lost Palette is the name of the beer. And uh, Goose Island, everybody knows, is local to Chicago. So this is our Chicago beer. Cracker open. Do a nice little pour. All right. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. Lost Palette by Goose Island. All right, here we go. Cheers. God, God bless you, brother. Appreciate you. Hmm. Oh, that's summertime in a can right there. I make Woo. dry, dry reds, and it's it's like sitting by a fire every time. So, <laughs> so this one so. is very um. So it it it's hazy. Uh, you can taste you can taste the different hops that are used in here. Tastes like mosaic and, and probably uh, citrus, you know, citrusy hops. But it has a nice okay. has a nice aromic finish to it, and it doesn't feel heavy. Um, out of five stars, I will give this one a four. Uh, this is very good. This is very cleansing on the palate, and this will go good, uh, especially when it starts getting consistently warmer out. So, Goose Island lost palate. Okay, I'll get. I'll give my wine. Um, are we doing out of five stars, or how many? Out of stars five. Okay, so I give it. I give it to. Um, this is an older one. This is one of my first batches I just had sitting around, and uh, I've I've since bought a filter, and. Um, Every batch since I bought that filter has just gotten better and better. So um, the wine, the wine, if it, it if it has old stuff in it, it it, it doesn't last as long. So, um, but I like a dry red, so I I don't care. It's open now, so uh, we'll <laughs> let we'll let it breathe. Plus, this this should have been breathing too. A, a red in the bottle should have been breathing for a while, and I I should have opened it when we started. So oh, I'll give okay. myself a two and a half, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. You know, we just did uh, – me and Olivia just came down from Traverse City uh, right before – went down to Tennessee. And they have – Tennessee uh, – or I'm sorry, uh, Traverse City is a uh, – actual. there's two peninsulas. Uh, there's the yep. Old Mission Peninsula and there's the um, – oh, what do you call it? El Dot, I mean, but anyhow, the two peninsulas. We did the Old Mission – and they have a – we did five diff- – we did a, a little tour bus. There's five different vineyards we stopped at. And one of them was uh, Chateau Chantel. And we had a – it was a fro- – they were um, frozen pressed grapes, uh, grape wine. And it was delicious. And do you want to know how good it was? It was uh, good at – it's an ice. It's an ice wine. Do you say it was yep. an ice? Yeah. So ice wine. Um, oh, I'd get me going, but I, I imagine it was very, very sweet. But mm-hmm. um, ice wine. I don't know if they told you how they make it, but um, they they harvest them very, very late. So they may even have frost on the grapes, and that's that condenses the grape. So all those sugars and flavors like just right in there. So, but they get very small batches out of it. So you probably oh yeah. Paid, paid twice what you're used to paying for half the bottle is, is my guess yep and it was that good that the uh so when the uh, obama administration was in office michelle obama requested uh i think like 20 bottles of that wine to serve at a uh white house dinner function nice so <laughs> that's awesome yep 
Well, that's going to wrap up the show today. Uh, thank you, Jeff, so much for coming on. But hey, I want I'm, you I'm, I want to give ahead. you a minute to uh, shout out to any uh, sponsors or anybody you want to um, say hi to or, you know, give a shout out to. Okay. Walk away. This is you, man. Okay. Well, hey, uh, let's start off with Branded Bills. I don't know if you're familiar with Branded Bills, but um, they make hats and uh, it's got the leather patch on it. But when I first started this journey, they like they sent me a free hat. And this is like one of the most comfortable hats I've ever had. But I think it's the same model as the paddle and fin hats. It's the okay. Richards, Richardson 112 or whatever. Same same hat. But, oh, man, it's just so comfortable. Um, second of all, I just like I, I always just talk up the Raptor folks. I mean, for anybody that doesn't follow Raptor tackle role, it's a whole new way of thinking. And I took, I took their roles. I, I, I met them at the Columbus fishing expo and bought some roles and, um, cause I was going to the boundary waters and man, what a great way to pack tackle for a light trip. So you can get a lot of tackle in a small space and it's flexible and, you know, so shout out to them. And, um, the other thing is, is I just want to, I just, I can't say enough good things about the trail series that you guys are doing and welcoming me to that. I know it's, um, you know, you know, I emailed Brian back in the fall and said, Hey, I want to be a chaplain. And I, you know, I have to use quotation marks because this is a new journey for me, a new journey for you guys. And I don't mm-hmm. know what all it's going to be about, but uh, man, having church on the river with you, that's a that i mean that that's a big deal to me right i mean because and i know it is for you and like we talked about our stressful jobs and um you know that's that's part of it so um for those folks out there that haven't been to a uh, paddle and fin event uh on the trail series get on it i mean because this thing is gonna it's it's eventually gonna take off and you right now you can get in on the ground floor and uh meet these guys and it's just a it's a chill event i'm gonna be doing a I've got like a five or six minute video in the works here. It might end up six or eight minutes. So, you know, all the video I took of the weekend in Indiana. So shout out to you guys. You guys are doing great stuff and I'm just happy to be part of it. You know? Oh, happy to have you, man. You're, I mean, tell you what, it's, it's a great fit. And, you know, and I will say this about you, man, you're, you're, you're a hard worker, man, and it's awesome. It's awesome seeing you. The excitement you have early in the morning to get out there and and just get make sure you know you're following guys around and you know doing doing what we set out to do is to get coverage for you know for this so we can show everybody what this trail series is all about. What yep. you miss? What you're missing? You could be fishing, but you're you're sitting here watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I, Old Jackson Orr, the young man, uh, he he fished, he knocked the lights out of it, but he went right by this giant, giant rock. And, you know, I'm just floating behind him, staying out of the way. I'm like, boy, why are you, ain't you thrown at that rock? Like, that's crazy. I just, I flipped the Ned rig out there, right there, bam, hooked up right there. I'm like, come on, man. But, you know, they, they were pounding the riverbanks the whole time, and the rock was in the middle, so he didn't turn around and look at it. But, I sure did. I I hit that one up right away. (laughs) You you said that the other day and I couldn't help but think of you yesterday because I had uh, one of the guys from the firehouse out with me yesterday and we were fishing our local river here. That's all I kept telling him was, you know, he he was just more so I want to chill out, just relax. If I catch a fish, awesome. If I don't, I'm out here. I'm not at the firehouse, so on and so forth. But I kept telling him, like, there's a boulder right there. Just start casting around that. I go, 
it's not like one or two casts. You just start ripping around. You're going to get bit eventually. You know, it's one cast, and then he'll reel up and cast somewhere else. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, at least you're having fun. But I couldn't yeah. help but think of you when you are when you're saying that the other day about Jackson. <laughs> yep. Well, that and my ramp fish. I got two 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 fish yeah, at the ramp. <laughs> so come on, guys. Like, like don't overthink it, man. Fish the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, you know what, Jeff? I'm gonna leave you. We're back at the ramp. We're back where yep. we started. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we're back right. safe. Right. But I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, and, and thanks for talking national parks, man. That Yeah, more to come. More to come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Off the Water. I will see you guys next time. Peace. Let me close this out. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.